Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. The breaking news just coming in. The FBI releases the preliminary autopsy of Gabby Petito, calling her death a homicide as the mystery deepens and the manhunt for her fiancé intensifies. Police search a 25,000-acre nature reserve in Florida a week after Brian Laundrie's disappearance. Tonight, the new details about the couple's troubled relationship and the text that was the first sign something was wrong crisis at the border. Even though this stretch of the Rio Grande is shallower, it is still dangerous. Tonight, what we're learning about 20,000 more migrants potentially making their way to the border and why they're making the journey. Biden's pledge. The president addresses the United Nations for the first time, committing to U.S. leadership on COVID, climate change and human rights after a month of foreign policy crises. Johnson & Johnson booster shot, what the company is saying about the efficacy of a second dose of its COVID vaccine. Short supply, a crucial COVID treatment is running low. How the government is deciding which states get the life-saving drug. Terror plots thwarted, the new details from the FBI as domestic terror investigations nearly tripled. Volcano emergency. Four evacuations in Spain, homes destroyed, swimming pools filling up with lava. And baby boom, the unexpected result when a CEO boosted pay at the company. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin with breaking news. Tonight, the FBI announcing a medical examiner says the body found in Wyoming on Sunday 
was indeed that of Gabby Petito, the 22-year-old who had vanished while on a cross-country trip with her fiancé. The coroner calling her death a homicide, but the cause has not been released. Well, tonight, police are calling Brian Laundrie a person of interest that they are still looking for. His father, refusing to answer questions tonight, was seen leaving the family home. As many as eight agencies resumed the search of a huge reserve in Florida, where his family said he was going. And the conditions there are challenging. The water waist deep and infested with alligators and snake. Investigators are also chasing down multiple tips, possible sightings of laundry, some from hundreds of miles away. And tonight we're learning more about Petito and Laundry's troubled relationship. CBS's Jerika Duncan joins us now from Venice, Florida, where that manhunt for laundry intensifies. Good evening, Jerika. Nora, good evening to you. The confirmation of those human remains being that of Gabby Petito came in late this afternoon. And the attorney for the family of the Petito said that the family won't be making any statement until Gabby is home. Meanwhile, the search continues for Brian Laundrie. On the ground and in the air, the search for Brian Laundrie, led by the FBI, resumed at this Florida reserve today. Dozens of officers from multiple agencies converged on this park using ATVs, police dogs, and drone operators. Gabby Petito never goes outside. Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie set out for their cross-country road trip in mid-June. But there were signs of trouble from what appeared to be a picture-perfect couple. On August 12th, police in Moab, Utah, pulled them over after getting calls about domestic abuse. Hi, we've just been fighting this morning. Officers' body cameras captured the emotional aftermath. And I was apologizing to him and saying, I'm sorry that I'm so mean. Petito admits to hitting laundry and says he then grabbed her by the face and pushed her away. I'm fine. I love that. I hope she doesn't have too many complaints about me. The police report says both agreed it was a mental health break. But you tend to have a lot of anxiety and stress. <laughs> a lot of anxiety. And then there was this eerie warning to Petito from one officer who shared his personal story. My ex-wife, I'm just sharing it, I know it's a little personal, but to help you understand, we would feed off each other's anxiety and spiral, you know what I mean? And it doesn't matter how much I loved her, it may be a bad for your soul. Laundry returned to Florida September 1st, but without Petito. A search warrant reveals multiple texts and conversations between Petito and her mother in which there appeared to be more and more tension between her and Laundry. Petito's final text on August 27th made an odd reference to her grandfather. That same day, Laundry's van was spotted in Wyoming by this couple. Someone tagged me in a story on Instagram. I rushed back to the computer, pulled out that GoPro footage, and lo and behold, Gabby's van was on our footage. Wow, and that video may have been key to how they found Gabby's body. Drika Duncan is back with us. So, Drika, the FBI asking the, pul- the public for help, right? That's right. And they're looking for any sign of laundry. In fact, early on in this investigation, the parents of laundry gave investigators a piece of his clothing to help K-9 track him down. But ultimately, the FBI tonight asking people for help and leading them to Brian Laundry the same way that they did when it came to Gabby Petito. Nora. Jerika Duncan, thank you so much. Well, tonight, thousands of Haitian migrants camped out on the Texas border face a tough choice. 
cross back into Mexico or face being put on a plane to Haiti where some have not lived for years. And there's growing concern about how the migrants are treated both in Mexico and the U.S. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez reports from the border. The Department of Homeland Security is now investigating this incident where Border Patrol agents on horseback are seen intimidating Haitian migrants at the southern border. I was horrified to see the images, and we look forward to learning the facts. We do not tolerate any mistreatment or abuse of a migrant, period. The flashpoint, this makeshift camp in Del Rio, Texas, between a mass deportation effort and Haitians fleeing back to Mexico, fewer than 10,000 migrants now remain at the camp. To escape deportation, some were forced to cross the Chess High River holding their children above their heads. Even though this stretch of the Rio Grande is shallower, it is still dangerous. And here you have at least one family crossing with two small children trying to get back to the U.S. for processing. But on the other side of the border, Mexico is also cracking down. Authorities took this man and child into custody. Here, a migrant is kicked in the head by Mexican immigration agents. And more migrants may be on the way. As many as 20,000, many of them Haitian, remain bottlenecked in Colombia, potentially awaiting their chance to continue their journey to the U.S. Gregorio Jean-Pierre arrived with his wife and child. He crossed to Mexico looking for food for them. You've heard about the deportation? And what do you think? Why, why do that? Do you have anything in Haiti? The mass migration of Haitians to the U.S. has been years in the making. Many moved to Central and South America after the 2010 earthquake in Haiti, but poor economic conditions and false information have them making the journey to the U.S. border. Three years ago, I left Haiti. I sold my lands to go to Chile. In Chile, we found out Biden said we could enter, so we entered. Rumors of asylum in the U.S. were not true. The migrants crossed the river to the Mexican side for food to bring back to the campsite. But with officials here in Mexico also limiting their movements, they're essentially stuck with their greatest fear, deportation quickly becoming a reality. Nora? Really interesting to hear why they say they've made the journey. Manny Bohorquez, thank you. And now to the pandemic and the battle over a life-saving COVID treatment, monoclonal antibodies. That's what then-President Trump was given when he had COVID. But there is now a bitter fight in Tennessee over who gets that treatment. And there's also some big news tonight for the nearly 15 million Americans who got the Johnson & Johnson shot. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman. Johnson & Johnson's big news? A second dose of its vaccine is 94% protective against symptomatic COVID in the U.S. Nearly 15 million Americans already have received the single-dose regimen. Tonight's other headline affects a treatment for people with COVID called monoclonal antibodies, synthetic antibodies that reduce death or hospitalization by at least 70% in high-risk patients. It's essentially boosting your own antibodies and your immune system. Problem is, not enough supply, especially in states like Tennessee with low vaccination rates. Barely half of eligible people here have been fully vaccinated, America's fifth lowest rate. Until last week, most of the limited supply went to southern states where vaccination rates are low. Last week, the Biden administration said it will reallocate supplies across all 50 states. And with more demand than supply, Tennessee's new policy prioritized the unvaccinated. 
so vaccinated people who get breakthrough infections might have to go to the back of the line. The State Department of Health said in a statement, ultimately, this comes down to providers' clinical judgment to ensure those most at risk are receiving this treatment. Isn't there potential you'll have to ration care? I think we'll have to be use um, intelligent decision-making in terms of deciding who would benefit the most from the care. Dr. Karen Block runs Vanderbilt's COVID infusion clinic in Nashville. It administers 80 monoclonal antibody treatments a day. In the minds of unvaccinated people, this is their safety net. If it is, that's probably the wrong way for them to be thinking about it. These clinics typically have no way to verify someone's vaccination status. It's the honor system. So potentially a pitfall here, vaccinated people claiming they're unvaccinated in order to get the treatment. Nora? Mark Strassman, thank you. Well, President Biden faced a tall challenge today as he made his first address at the United Nations. He hoped to convince world leaders to join the U.S. in fighting COVID, climate change and a host of other pressing issues. We get more now from CBS's Ed O'Keefe. World leaders gathered at the United Nations for the first time since the pandemic amid heightened security. An F-16 even had to intercept a single-engine plane that violated restricted airspace. Inside, President Biden was on the defensive, addressing the strained relationship with China and the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, as even traditional U.S. allies voiced concern about American leadership. On China, the president said he's focused on competition, not conflict. We are not seeking a new Cold War or a world divided into rigid blocks. He never mentioned China by name, but cast the rivalry as a clash of democracies and autocracies. The U.N. Secretary General urged the U.S. and China to patch up their relationship. Our world has never been more threatened. The chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan rattled many European allies. The president today argued it was time to move on to fighting COVID and climate change. I stand here today for the first time in 20 years with the United States not at war. We've turned the page. We're opening a new era of relentless diplomacy. But his remarks came amid a new transatlantic rift with France. Today, the president met separately with the leaders of Australia and the United Kingdom. New partners in a nuclear-powered submarine pact that led Australia to drop a roughly $60 billion deal to build new subs with France. The French pulled their ambassador out of Washington and said Biden wasn't much different than former President Trump. We thought... It was a a really uh, serious, uh, indeed, uh, breach of trust. Here at the White House, they say they're expecting the president and French President Emmanuel Macron to speak later this week to try to patch things up. But so far, no call has been scheduled. Seems the French may be keeping the Americans on hold. Nora. Ah, To listen to that phone call. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Well, some eye-opening testimony today from FBI Director Christopher Wray. He told a Senate committee that domestic terrorism investigations have exploded, nearly tripling in a year and a half to about 2,700 separate investigations. Wray also said the FBI broke up terrorist plots in at least seven cities in the past few years. All right, today the governor of Texas signed a bill putting more restrictions on abortion. And it comes as the state's abortion law faces its first test. A Texas doctor who violated the law has now been sued twice. CBS's Janet Shamlian goes in-depth tonight on the impact of that law on women in the state. Now we're about to make it law. The nation's most restrictive abortion law is forcing women to flee Texas. Are you currently pregnant? In search of clinics like this one in Colorado, 
that can barely meet demand. I am booked for the rest of this week. CBS News had rare access to the facility in Denver, where nearly half the patients are Texans. It's a six-week surgical with PO sedation. When is the last time that you've seen an influx like this in this clinic to this degree? We haven't. We haven't seen numbers like this ever. Dr. Rebecca Cohen is the medical director. An abortion can be painful. People can hurt. But this is different. We are seeing patients who are traumatized when they arrive. Women like this 34-year-old mother of three who asked us to conceal her identity. She learned she was pregnant one day before the law went into effect. When you realized you could not get the procedure in Texas, Mm -hmm. what did you think? I cried. I cried all the way from when they told me through the counselor session. I was honestly, I didn't know what I was going to do. The Texas law bans almost 90% of abortions beginning at six weeks before many women know they're pregnant. Women have to cross state lines to get one, and they are. Colorado has no state-mandated waiting period for the procedure. The woman we spoke with made this 1,600-mile round trip in one day. So you just finished the procedure here, Mm -hmm. but you're not finished. So after a procedure, you're supposed to take it easy. I'm not going to get that option because I'm going to have to walk through the airport and everything else to get back home. She says she has an irregular heartbeat, which could make the pregnancy risky. How far along are you? The Shreveport, Louisiana clinic is just 20 miles from the Texas border. Even with a 24-hour state-mandated waiting period, appointments are hard to come by. Hope Medical. Kathleen Pittman runs the Hope Clinic. They're literally begging to get in and be seen as quickly as possible. Women should not be going through this. I mean, it's unconscionable. There's been up to a five-week wait for an appointment at this Louisiana clinic previously. In the past, women could get in in just a couple of days. And while other southern states are looking to follow Texas's lead on abortion, the greatest challenge to Roe v. Wade comes December 1st, when the Supreme Court hears a Mississippi case. Nora. Janet Shamlian, thank you so much. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Tonight, that volcano on the Spanish island of La Palma is sending a river of lava up to 20 feet high toward more homes along the coast, destroying just about everything in its path, including this swimming pool. 6,000 people have been evacuated. More than 160 homes were destroyed. Look at this. Today, the U.S. Space Force unveiled its new dress uniform. It was designed with women's figures in mind. The uniform includes a Navy coat with six buttons, symbolizing the sixth branch of the military and gray pants. All right, tributes are pouring in tonight for R&B singer Sarah Dash, best known for this tremendous hit. Dash recorded Lady Marmalade with the all-female group LaBelle co-founded with Patti LaBelle, who is remembering Dash as an awesomely talented, beautiful, and loving soul. Sarah Dash was 76 years old. 
A few years ago, a CEO did something completely unexpected by giving generous raises to a bunch of his employees. Well, since then, resumes have been flying in, and so has the stork. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. You make a friends. Co-workers Carrie Chen and Alex Franklin are proud new parents, but at their office, it's no surprise. You weren't the only ones that had a baby, huh? No, no. everybody had a baby. Do you love her? Baby. 66 new babies in a company with just over 200 employees. Why do you think that's happening? We can afford it. I think that's like plain and simple. All the birth announcements came after this big announcement in 2015. And we're going to have a minimum $70,000 pay rate for everyone that works here. Since the raise at Gravity Payments, CEO Dan Price says 10 times more employees own homes. 70% of them paid down debt. And now there's a baby boom, all born from an economic boom. Hi. If you pay people more, not only do their lives get better, the company gets better and everybody's more successful. Cheers. We are right on track for the American dream. You know, we have a beautiful baby boy, a wonderful home. And the company family is still growing. Seven more babies are on the way. Carter Evans, CBS News, Seattle. Get it. Tomorrow on the CBS Evening News, an important story, COVID and pregnancy, why being pregnant and unvaccinated is putting women and their babies in danger. They're growing research. That's tomorrow. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in our nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.